0: coming up on this episode of the MD and Chef Team Show. And for those of you who have ever thought about being suicidal or have tried to commit suicide, you know it is the ugliest, most painful pit you can ever be in. And now, you know, this is the month, uh, the Mental Health Awareness Month in the world. And Naomi Judd, a country singer tried to well she did commit suicide um and she was a christian and she loved god yet she committed suicide and and that's what i really really want to focus on today welcome to the show from DMD the md chef, and chef team. team i'm dr isabel Medical doctor here at the MD and Chef team. And who are you?
1: I'm Chef Michael, culinary nutrition expert. I'm the chef part of the team.
0: And what are we going to talk about, babe? Now I can say that because he's my husband.
1: (laughs) Yes. Well, (laughs) then we'll be talking about marriage, relationships, parenting, intimacy. We'll talk about mindsets of success, overcoming depression, anxiety. I'll be getting into functional nutrition. Recipes and tips from the kitchen, and we're going to both get into how to live a long, healthy, vibrant life.
0: Yes, I love it. Our mission is to help you prevent and reverse disease and give you hope in the process. Oh Oh, yeah, yeah. we like to have fun fun too. So let's Let's get get on on with the the show.
1: Hello and welcome to the MD and Chef Team Show. Chef Michael here, culinary nutrition expert at the MDN chef team, and I have a very, very special guest today. Today's podcast is called When Faith Meets Anxiety and Depression. Oh, in today's podcast, you are going to hear from someone you know that you love, your Dr. Isabel and my beautiful wife isabel (laughs) how are you doing today darling i'm
0: doing great babe i love doing this together with you
1: this is always a great time when either one of us gets to host the other or we're both here together yes get to have a chat
0: life's always good doing it together
1: we get to serve the listeners today out there in podcast world and i'm really thrilled about the message that you are going to be bringing to everyone out there that's listening today thank you what I wanted to ask you to start us off is, as a medical doctor, how did anxiety and depression become your expertise?
0: Uh, all I can say is, by God. By God. By God. Um, I, as you know, you've been on this journey with me the whole time. I've been a medical doctor now since 1991. And in, and I've always wanted to help people
1: yes, and help
0: have. them become their better self and also just a lead a better life. And as a medical doctor, you know, I would deal with anxiety and depression with my patients, you know, and say, okay, well, here's an antidepressant or here's a sleeping tablet. Let's get you into some counseling and, uh, you know, essentially... Learn how to deal with it. That's. I'm sorry, but that's the way I was until God stepped in. And as Steve Harvey, the comedian says, with every pain, there is a lesson and a blessing. And oh, my gosh, was this the most painful thing I've pretty much experienced in my life. In 2013, you and I decided that we were going to start Doctor on a Mission, right? Yay! Yeah. Where we go? Because we wanted to go help heal the world. We wanted to help more people instead of just the one-on-one that I was taking care of in, in my consulting room. And so we started Doctor on a Mission, and that was to prevent and reverse disease and give people hope because of what we've learned in functional medicine. Where, you know, people don't have to be sick for the rest of their lives, having type two diabetes and um, high blood pressure and high cholesterol for the rest of your life is just not the way it is just because your family had it. There's ways to prevent it. And so in 2013, we started doctor on a mission
1: and yes, we did. Yes. And, and 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 it
0: was great. The first year, you know, here I am a medical doctor, a wife, uh, a mother and a brand new entrepreneur that I had never learned how to do this in medical school. And you had never learned it in culinary school and everything was great until a year later in 2014, um, I was 54 and I became so overwhelmed babe, with fear. Yes. Like, yeah. and I was listening to the inner critic inside of me saying, you can't do this. You don't know what you're doing. Because um, I expected to like reach thousands and millions in that first year, but it didn't happen.
1: Well, if I may add, in your defense, you and, and this is for a lot of folks out there, you know, becoming going from working world, which we have been doing all our life, uh, to becoming entrepreneurs, uh, that takes a change in the mindset. And our you know, we once we launched, we thought, oh yeah, within a couple of months it's just gonna be rolling in and the income's gonna be coming, it's gonna be flowing in, and you know, we're gonna spend money on marketing and all these different things and <laughs> websites and getting and all the software and all these different things, but the money's gonna come pouring in. Right. And we didn't realize that as with any business. You need to build it up. Right. And so within that first year, yes, I hear you say it was great. It was great that, yes, we were doing that. But there was some mindsets that were missing. Uh, I mean, we had
0: the right mindset. We saw a need. Saw the need. And we wanted to fill it. Yeah. Right. For the rest of our lives. That's what we wanted to do. However, there was more that needed to happen. Yeah.
1: There was a little more of the mindset of becoming an entrepreneur. What's the process of that? how does that work? How does that happen? And just like starting a new business, what's the process of it? And, you know, so that was a a little bit off. And uh, yeah, so I know that was slowly, I could see it a little bit slowly taking its toll mentally on what was going on.
0: Yeah. And I was listening to the inner critic inside of me instead of listening I was turning up the volume to the inner critic instead of turning up the volume to the inner cheerleader. Mm, And my inner critic was saying, Isabel, you don't know what you're doing. This is not going to work. You're a flop. You're not reaching anybody. You and Michael are never going to make it. You are not good enough. And oh my gosh, I would listen to that. And then I would get so anxious. And when I get anxious, I don't sleep. And you weren't aware of this, but I... I slept only two to three hours for 17 nights straight, and I tried to keep it a secret from you, but by the end of that 17 nights, um, I tried to take my life twice in three days.
1: Yeah. And reason why I, I didn't realize now looking back all the time because I'm the very I'm a very sound sleeper. I'm one when I go to sleep, I am out. I mean, yeah. as you, Isabel can be up walking around at night doing all kinds of things. I don't hear anything. I just wake up in the morning and I would see you in the morning and be like, oh, hello, good morning, darling, and have a kiss and a hug and away we go. And you know, like not realizing. But then as time went on, I was like, oh, what's
0: going on here? Right. Right. And well, but when I tried to take my life, it kind of shook your world, too. uh, Yes. Yeah. Massively. Yeah. I mean, the first night, yeah, I got help. But then the second time I tried it, you were like, holy moly. And um, you took me to see our pastors Mm -hmm. and our pastors prayed over us. They mm. were beautiful, and then they said, "You got to see the doctor." Yeah. And I was so afraid to see the doctor because I knew that the doctor was going to send me to the psychiatrist. And for a medical doctor, me in the system at, with quote mental illness was scary. Yes. yes. Luckily, I did see a lovely psychiatrist, and he took he helped us out so much. Yes. And he said, "Isabel, look you you need to be on this." antidepressant um, for the rest of your life. And look, look, listeners, whoever you are out there, I don't know who I'm speaking to. I hope I'm touching your heart. I was at the point where I was totally surrendered to whatever I needed to do to go to sleep and to get back on my feet because I was the furthest down I've ever been. And for those of you who have ever thought about being suicidal or have tried to commit suicide, you know, it is the ugliest, most painful pit you can ever be in. And now, you know, this is the month, uh, the Mental Health Awareness Month in the world. And Naomi Judd, a country singer, tried to, well, she did commit suicide. Um, And she was a Christian. And she loved God, yet she committed suicide. And and that's what I really, really want to focus on today. But luckily I was placed on medication and you and I went on a five-year journey to find out what is going on because I knew mainstream medicine, what I had been taught in mainstream medicine was not answering why I was anxious and depressed and so we went on that journey together luckily we did it together hon i just yes, i applaud yes, you and high five yes. you for that and now i'm off the medication safely been off of them for a long long time and now i know how to stay calm i know how to listen to the inner cheerleader turn up the volume to the inner cheerleader and turn down the volume to of the inner critic and now i know how to sleep yeah. well And the thing I really wanted to focus on today is being a woman of faith for many years and still having anxiety and depression and how that feels. Because it was never said to me by other Christian followers that I wasn't close enough to God and that's why this happened, but it was inferred. Like you're not close enough. You need to get closer to God. And I just want to, I want to help those out there listening that when you suffer with anxiety and depression, it's not because you're not close enough to God or to Jesus. I know that people are close to God and Jesus We got to understand that it's deeper than that. I mean, yes, I got so close, like I'm super glued to God. And so are you now because of this experience. However, during the journey, I realized that there's this wall up in front of us about mental illness that needs to be torn down. That wall that says mental illness, you should have shame. You should be, you know, you should be ashamed of yourself. You're not good enough. You're not, you're, 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 You got problems. You're crazy. It's not a mental illness problem. It's a brain health issue. And when we learn to take care of our brain, then we've got mental, then we've got really good mental health that we're able to deal with whatever comes our way in life. And the so many things that I learned from the research, the recent medical research about having excellent, optimal brain health. And also from my experience and how that helps people have wonderful mental health so that they can live their life.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so being, having expertise in this area from what you went through going into the medical system yourself, Mm. We're seeing it from the inside, which, of course, really helped educate you as a medical doctor, what it's like being on the inside. And then myself being there with you as as the partner of somebody in life or whether it's a loved one, friend, family, whatever it is of somebody who's going through that. It allowed me to start to learn, well, okay, how am I supposed to handle this? What's my position here? How do I do this? And then we were, as we developed, as time went on, we were able to see that, hey, wait a second, there is a lot of factors here. Yeah, This is about brain health. Something was mentally off here, and we saw so many different factors, and I won't get into all the details of those today
0: but I, I will touch on you them. Will later Yeah, yeah. On,
1: but we've been able to identify many, multiple factors. That are part of overwhelm anxiety and depression, when people's brain health gets thrown off and the thoughts are off and thinking is off and and that all gets off and can take you down into that deep, dark place, yes that there's so many areas we need to correct right, and I know for you, I was there, and I saw it too, there was somewhat of a I, it's hard to say what the vibe was, but it was like, as you say, I'm not close enough to God. Um, I'm not trusting enough or I'm I'm just not enough. And, you know, there's something wrong. And if anybody knows anything about the Bible, there's a story of Job and, you know, uh you know you can go read about Job, but everybody thought oh he must have done something wrong because of what happened
0: yes and
1: it had nothing to do with that and then he was rewarded thousands times over for his you know faith and loyalty and you know his obedience to god but you know it reminds me a little bit about job everybody thought oh because something happened to him like because this happened to you you must have done something wrong oh we're was she fooling around or was she, you know, an alcoholic or doing drugs or pornography? No,
0: or, no, no, well, no. <laughs> Just so those, everybody knows. Yeah,
1: any of those types of things, did she do all that stuff? And that's why, you know, it was it all wrong, you know, and in God's eye and that it had nothing to do with any of that. There was so many different brain health factors uh, that they had create. There was a perfect storm of life when you were 54 mm-hmm. that came together. Right. And it caused a crash. Yeah. And so, yes, I kind of, I know how you, I saw it. I'm not in in your shoes, but I was with your shoes, shall I say, carrying them. Yes. And I saw that, that shunness at times where yeah. I was like, oh, she must have done something wrong because of what's happened to her. Yeah. Yes. It was a
0: terrible, it was a terrible feeling, you know, but I couldn't put my finger on it. And I want to say that now I like totally get why I went through this experience. Um, I I have so much faith in God that what was meant for my harm and man the devil wanted me dead. He wanted my girls, our girls, to be motherless and you to be wifeless, mm. and to have you yes. think for the rest of your lives that you had done something wrong. And I just want to say that what was meant for my harm and the harm of my family, God is so faithful and he is making this now for our good, Yes, because now we understand how people feel going through anxiety and depression. I have so much empathy and so much mercy for people in the healthcare system. Uh, that are dealing with anxiety and depression. And, and that's what we're doing. You know, that's why we do what we do with our one-to-one coaching with freedom from anxiety and depression, because we know how to help people through that because we've gotten through that. And so some of the things I just wanted to touch base on, if if that's yeah, okay. Would you
1: share with our listeners about the, this freedom from anxiety and depression coaching you're talking about? Can you tell us a little about what that's yes, all about? What,
0: what we've learned from the research personally and from taking a deep dive is, oh, my gosh, there's so much that we have to learn about taking good care of our brain health and like nutrition. Nobody is talking about food psychiatry food psychology you nutritional do nutritional
1: psychology nutritional
0: psychology yeah. which you are an expert in is Thank teaching yes. people oh. how to balance their blood sugars how to eat the right macronutrients and that's so important for brain health once you got that implemented in my life and in your life our brain health got so yes. much better
1: yeah, it balances. It it clears the fog in the brain. It balances out our thinking. It balances out our moods, our emotions. I mean, so much when we talk about nutrition, we all think about from the neck down. Right. You know, is it gonna? You know, we're we gonna lose some weight. Are we gonna get tighter? Is it gonna do some good things for us for the neck down? But what we don't realize is it's one body organ. We are one organ ourselves. It's all interconnected, mm-hmm. and so. It all is working together. So that has to do also with the brain. And we've got to get the nutritional side down so that our brain health is working properly. And we're thinking and focusing.
0: And you say perfectly food is medicine or food is poison. Food is
1: poison. And we can
0: see it. We can see so many people out there, you know, that their blood sugars are all over the place and they're getting their education from TV about eating correctly. With, yep. And you know that's just all commercial and yep. and money led,
1: or some short term diet to lose some weight, you know, and this and that, and then boom, it's all still a mess. And yeah, yeah.
0: The other thing, I mean, I'm not going to mention all the areas, um, but the other area was sleep. Sleep is so important. Teaching people how to get a good night's sleep naturally, not with the sleeping tablets, not with the benzodiazepines, and the non-benzodiazepines and the antihistamine about just good hygienic holistic sleep yes hormones, hormones. Oh, oh my gosh, gosh well, babe. You were at
1: 54 and nobody we,
0: ever ta- thought about checking my hormones found out your
1: hormones are way out of whack which you know for, especially for women and it does it for guys oh, too, yeah. but especially women i mean my gosh it, it just becomes A mess. And And it can throw you off mentally. And you can say, "Ah, that's it. I'm out of here.
0: And so what happens with women mostly in 40s and 50s is they're just given an antidepressant or an anti-anxiety medication without checking the hormones. Mm -hmm. And those antidepressants can lead to, because you're not dealing with the root cause of the anxiety, which for maybe for that one person is hormone deficiencies, then that can lead to dementia. Yes. Because two thirds of the people with Alzheimer's are women, and it's just it's it's amazing the research that we've that we've learned.
1: And and sometimes you know it might be like oh well how do you know this well one you personally uh, to the research and also you sitting in front of people over the last few decades one on one over a half a million people one on one talking to them about their lives and them sharing with you and saying I need this I need that. And knowing that this is going on. Yeah. This is going on out there.
0: Yeah. And hormones, everybody thinks hormones is your estrogen, progesterone. Uh, We're talking, we're talking vitamin D. We're talking cholesterol. We're talking cortisol. We're talking DHEA. We're talking a lot of hormones. The next one um, that's huge is adverse childhood experiences. Mm. Learning to deal with what happened in your past And how did that affect your limbic system? I mean, your limbic system records all the emotions and all the experiences that you've had and kind of sets the stage for the rest of your life. So, you know, I had to deal with that stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So this program that we put together, the Freedom from Anxiety and Depression three-month coaching program, a real personalized one-on-one coaching program. Yes. I'm so thrilled that you've done this to help anybody through this type, whether they're overwhelmed, they're anxious, they're depressed, they're just not themselves and life is throwing them off. And they've got some, they, they want, they know that I want to be better. Yes. I'm coachable. I'm teachable. I'm motivated. I know that there's a better me out there that, I can become I'm just confused of how to get there and I need somebody to walk me through this coach me through this and I I just love that you we put this together you put this program together
0: well, I, I put it on paper and our team p- helped us develop it. And yes, we've just yes. been coaching people one-on-one yep. on one and, yep. and it's a beautiful thing. It uh, fantastic. It's a beautiful thing to see people go, wow. And it's a beautiful thing to see people come off their antidepressants safely. Mm. Cause we never yes. teach for people to come off their antidepressants first in functional medicine, you go ahead and prepare the yes. ground, yes. you know, prepare the ground so that you can grow the new you yes. without anxiety and depression. And then you can lift off the antidepressant. Yes. Then you can safely come off the the sleeping tablets. And it it's so good. It's so freeing. And I love to see people be free so that they can become their best self, because without health, it is impossible to lead a happy life. Yeah.
1: If anybody's interested in learning more about that program or or sharing it with somebody else who they know right now needs to be looking at something like this one-on-one personalized coaching program, Freedom from Anxiety and Depression, we will put the uh, link in the show notes. You can check it out for more details. We do have a few slots open because it is one-on-one. There's a a limited amount of people we can take on. But right now, Isabel and I have opened up a few slots. We've had some recent graduates; they're flying, and so we're looking to serve some others with the same. So, look for the link in the show notes. Anything else you want to leave us with, the listeners today, my dear? And I can say that because she's my hottie bride. So I can call, <laughs> she might be, she'll be your doctor, Isabel. But for me, that's my my dear, my love. Oh,
0: so, okay. anything you want to leave us with? Oh. Uh... You can be free from anxiety and depression. It doesn't happen in a day, it doesn't happen in a week, it doesn't happen in a month. But you can get little bits of information to help you along the way and and have hope that there is a better life for you. You do not have to have anxiety and depression for the rest of your life. You can be free. Kaboom. Kaboom. Have there you hope. Go. Well, thank
1: you for joining me today, my dear. Thank you for having me, Ben. (laughs) That has been your beautiful Dr. Isabel, and I'm Chef Michael here at the MD and Chef Team Show. Thank you for joining us today. Hello, Chef Michael here. If you enjoyed today's episode, we would love it if you subscribed to the podcast and left us a review.